several people upset with Ross Dellinger on his article and what he wrote about and the fact that he didn't check with anybody at Mississippi State about the Bulldog Initiative. As I said earlier, Charlie Winfield's done a great job with little to no help. You know, he's a full-time attorney, not a full-time NIL collective guy. Right? How much he's got money? Law, he's got law practice. How much money's in full time NIL collective guy? I could do right. that. I'd, he, I'd be he, that guy. He's made zero dollars. So you got a lot of people who will complain on the message boards. Oh, it's like politics or text line, but they have no skin in the game. You know, you can you can on these collectives, you can give as little as ten bucks a month. And, and a lot of people have have had thousands and thousands of people join. Well, that's real money. After you get into how many people are, are part of Auburn and Georgia's collective. I was going to say, Georgia's a big one, Auburn yeah. and Georgia's collective. Yeah. It comes to, you can be Vanderbilt, and you can be Vanderbilt-esque football-wise across the board, or you can decide, and you can get on the your message board and push upload, or whatever it's called, post. Um, Or you can get involved in the Ole Miss, Mississippi State, among other collectives. You know, you have 150,000 living alums, plenty of wealth in your alumni base. You obviously want ten, fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 gift, $10,000, $50,000, gift. But, uh... Too much, too... Charlie, $10 a month from 100,000 people would be insane money, though. That's the thing, like... Now, Georgia got on that train... Early. Early. They saw the, the understanding of, if I get $10 from every person, it's, it's very... Um, Southern revivalist methodology. Just pass the plate. Let me get a few bucks from everybody, and if and I do that every town, like Liberty. If I do that at every town, yes. All of us, all of a sudden, my money adds up, right? Yes. All of a sudden, that ten dollars per person, a hundred thousand times over a month. That you know, you're a million dollars a month at ten dollars a person, a hundred thousand people. You're done. That's all you gotta do. That's right. But. You can't sit on the sideline. This but is very if, political. If Charlie Winfield doesn't take over in February or March, you have nothing. Correct. Correct. No, you're, you you're not nothing. wrong. And it's very political. Because, because for whatever reason, there was another guy that was tapped last July who, out of the, the, for the first six months, did yeah. nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, but look, 10% Be, do, uh, in NIL, 10% do the work and 90% do the complaining. That's It's very political. That's a good point. I and mean, it's very much like our political system. You, we all want to bleep, moan, and groan on the sideline, but 20% of Very us are Very few people are ever actually give doing anything to a candidate, yep. much less really get spend even five minutes looking at yep. the the difference between a Republican and a Democrat, much less go... Yeah, yeah no, you're right. NIL's the same way. Yeah. All right, we're going to welcome in Steve Robertson, uh, Hale State Insider, 247 Sports, Gene's Page, and the Boneyard Podcast. He's been in the thick of it for several days with the John Cohen News leaving Mississippi State to go to Auburn. Um, Steve and I had a brief conversation about the SI Ross Dellinger article and Steve, uh, you're not real happy about Dellinger's approach or lack thereof in this article, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. And, uh, I think it says a lot that the article was changed after it was originally published. And, and, uh, I was recording my show when all this broke yesterday and, and, um, yeah, I come back to it and people are like, I can't believe Steve's talking like this and being so, you know, complimentary and well, I hadn't read the article yet. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, and, and I don't mean this demeaning, Bo, and I know that you and Blake get this, 
it's a lot of work to pull this circus off for me and for you. And I'm not on the message board all day, every day, or on Twitter. It, it may look like it, but sometimes I got to go to work. Sure. You know, I got to go write an article. I got to do some research. And so, and then I finally kind of got around to, I'd heard some things about it. Then I went back and read it yesterday. I was re- just really disappointed, re- really disappointed, uh, especially the Mississippi State alum would, would take that approach, and especially at a time like this. And so, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, obviously, he felt like he had good sourcing on it, so he went with it. But I, I can tell you what was initially reported was not accurate. And, uh, you know, the way that I look at this, too, and, and uh, you know, let's take the Ross Dellinger article out of it, okay? And I'm sure somebody's going to call me and tell me I'm out of line, and somehow I'll find a way to live with that. Um, but, but Charlie Winfield has committed himself to the detriment of his own business, to try to champion this cause for Mississippi State. As you guys were talking before you brought me in, I mean, hey, you know, Lee Van Horn had a good idea initially. Uh, it didn't work out. It you was know, not executed Lee at all, Van, though, Steve, bottom line. It, but but, let, but let's be fair about this, though. It, it, what we know about NIL today wasn't permissible back then, and there was all of this compliance stuff, right? And you know, compliance, I think, initially really wasn't maybe the willing partner that they are today, and not just at Mississippi State, but around the country. I think people were terrified in the beginning. And I think if we had known back then what we know now, I think that operation probably is a little more successful. But, you know, let's not forget that they weren't the only ones. There's been, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the Bulldog Initiative is like the fifth attempt at NIL. Uh, on behalf of Mississippi State, you had the Stargill NIL group. You had the little crowdsource group. Uh, you know, I guess John Bond and Hal Mummy have a little thing, too. And I, I think this is the fifth thing. And it, it's the one that I've thrown my support behind because, number one, Charlie's an attorney. And I, I think that Charlie, number one, is going to do things exactly the way they're supposed to be done. But I admire Charlie's passion for this. That's why, that's why I do a rock concert. You know, I mean, it's like we guess I spend thousands of dollars of my own money try to take that money and then invest it in an event to, to generate even more money. And we we raised about $27,000 for NIL. And you look at it's not a huge amount, but, you know, we expect to grow from this. But there are some people out there that are basically spitting in Charlie Winfield's face. And, and I take offense with that because this guy has done such a great job. And, and nobody went to Charlie and said, hey, Charlie, will you do this? He's just laying awake one night and says, you know what? Somebody's got to do something. It's going to be me. And I respect the hell out of that guy. And I think he deserves the support of Mississippi State people. I think he deserves the respect and support of the Mississippi State administration. He has that. And everybody sits around just like yesterday I saw a post. And somebody's like, well, you know, it shouldn't be 35,000 people giving 300 hours. It should be 300 people giving 35,000. Well, see, that's the old Mississippi State mentality. We want somebody to come bail us out. You know, we want Mickey Holloman or Richard Ackerson to go write a check. No, no, you need to write a check. A lot of people love to win, but not everybody's invested in winning. And that's what needs to change at Mississippi State. Uh, We've been good. We could be great. And I think in order for us to take the next step as an athletic uh, program, people are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. It's easy to get on Twitter and get involved with Eggball Twitter and talk a bunch of trash. It's another thing. Set up a monthly contribution. You can go to bulldoginitiative.com today, and you can give 50 bucks a month, 1000 bucks a month, whatever you want. You can allocate it for whatever sport. It's very easy to do. Charlie has made it so incredibly fan-friendly that anybody can do it. But, you know, if you're really committed to Mississippi State winning, you need to be involved in all this because – 
there's a meteor. It's got NIL written on it headed right towards Starkville if we don't. Uh, I agree with you on everything you said on Charlie Winfield, and he has done a great job for Mississippi State. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. What Do you believe that that was one of the main factors, if not the main factor, why John Cohen left? I don't believe it was the main factor. I do believe that was a factor. And, and listen, Auburn's always been better at raising money than Mississippi State. I mean, I mean, that's just they're they're a team and a fan base that's done a really good job over the years. I mean, they started forty uh, no years ago money. in a modern way to get their students to give before they even left campus. Steve, I mean, they Absolutely. were they were one Absolutely. of the first to ever do that. Absolutely, that's a great point, Bo. And so, yeah, was it a factor? Yes. Was it the main factor? I don't believe so. But I do believe it was a factor. I know there was some NIL frustration, uh, you know, with John. You know, John you know, is a guy, too, that has been very supportive of Charlie Winfield, too. And, you know, I, I read his stuff on boards, too, and I try to correct it to the point that it almost looks like I'm just carrying water for John. I, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with John Cohen today, and I don't think most people should be. I mean, that's John's still my friend. I can be disappointed in him and still be him be my friend. Sure. I'll, I'll get over that aspect of it. But the reality of it is, is you know, the administration has been somewhat handcuffed until last week. You know, the NCAA finally kind of provided some clarity on NIL. You know, before everybody was just kind of figuring this thing out. Well, now the university can be more of an active partner. Like people are like, oh well. They didn't do enough to promote this. You know, the university couldn't do that. It was impermissible for them to do that. And, again, there's some casual fans. I know that, that they look for anything to complain about. This is really not one of them. Yeah, but it's not really about assigning blame and really about where we've been. It's about where we're going. You know, okay, so, yeah, maybe there were some mistakes with implementation with the legacy group. Maybe compliance and the NIL uh, folks were not on the same page. Okay, well, now we are. Okay, so let's let's put that behind us and let's stop talking about that. Let's talk about what we need to do now to fix the issue. Uh, what what role, in your opinion, should the athletic director play in NIL? Any athletic director? Oh, I, I think, I, that, whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, especially now that it's permissible, I think you got to make this part of your platform. Right. You know, I mean, honest, honest to goodness, and it's like, and I know there's some people out there that work at you know with the you know the Bulldog Club and, and uh, organizations like that. And I'm sure they're sitting back thinking, well, hey, if everybody are going to, they're going to be giving this, redirecting this money to NIL, what does that mean for us? Well, the truth of the matter is, is I think that money's better spent on the NIL side. Not saying we don't need to do both, you know, and I know people are like, well, I don't get any points for this and I don't get any special benefits. It's not tax deductible. I, I get every bit of that. I do, and I understand it's a challenge for a lot of people to be able to give anything to anybody, uh, Mississippi State, the American way, whatever. But um, the reality of it is I think moving forward, your athletic director, your coaching staff, they have to make this a hot-button issue. They've got to be involved. Now that it's legal for them to be involved in the promotion of NIL and kind of working with collectives, and you know, now you can have coaches go out there and contribute merchandise and do appearances uh, for, for NIL, they need to do it. And it should, and to be honest with you, I don't think it should be optional. I think the athletic director should basically make that part of the gig. It's like, hey, we have NIL events. We're going to need you to be involved in all that, period. And you should want to be involved in it because it's your players and your, you know, your recruiting efforts and the retention of your players that they get the most benefit from it. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. So, what do you think the timeline will be for the for Doctor Keenum and the crew, the team? Uh, you think 30 days, 60 days, 
What, what do you think? I don't think we get to Christmas with it. I really don't. I, I, I thought about this. We talked about it on the boards. I, I would say four to six weeks maybe. But, yeah, the fact that State doesn't have a hire that is emergent, you know, as far as the coaching aspect of things go, I, you know, I, I think you're probably – you've got a little window there that you've got some grace. And so uh, I don't think Keenum is going to allow the process to linger. I think Christmas in Starkville would be really fun for a new AD and his family, you know, and so you'd like to be able to give them that's a small thing. But I think the fan base, too, would like to know that heading to the next semester, uh, we got this stuff kind of handled, you know. But uh, I, I would say, you know, early to, early to middle next month, I, I would say there would be a new athletic director in place. And there's a couple guys out there that you and I both know that we've discussed privately. Oh, they can go get those guys tomorrow. But I, I, I don't think that's the move. I think you go swing for the fences. I think you go chase uh, – you know, John Curry and some other names like that, you go chase some sitting power five ADs first and then kind of work your way closer to home. But uh, I don't think they promote from within. I just don't think you have like an athletic director in waiting that maybe perhaps you have in, in previous times, like with Greg Byrne and Scott Strickland and in some respects, John Cohen. All right. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. What, uh, so people get bogged down with the timing. Cohen had nothing to do with the timing. Auburn, you know, decided to move off their AD a couple of months ago, so they happened to be in a search during football season. It happened, this all happened to come down the week that Mississippi State played Auburn. I don't think any of that impacts one play on the football field on Saturday night, by the way, because I don't think 19- and 20-year-old Steve give a damn about all that once it's time to, you know, get on the field, tee it up, strap on the cleats and the jock strap and all that. Um so I think getting bogged down in the timing and hammering Cohen on, you hammer Cohen on some things, but hammering on the timing of when he accepted the job, he accepted it when the job was open and when they were looking at candidates. Your thoughts? No, I agree with you. And I think, listen, yeah, the timing stinks. The optics on this are awful. Just because State and Auburn are playing this week. And, I, and, and you know, maybe a handful of us will remember that 10 years from now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think I think really to me the blame is really on the Auburn side. And listen, Auburn's got to do what's best for them. But you know that they could have come to an agreement and then held this news and then maybe announced it Sunday. You know, uh, but I know they're eager to fire Brian Harson. They they could have done that anyway. I mean, it's not like John Cohen's going to hire somebody over there today. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think it's a big deal in the end. But uh, but I, I don't I don't I don't really like the way it looks. I mean, it's almost like Auburn's trying to. To stick it to us a little bit, and uh, you know, well, then state has Martin, a chance to run it up Saturday night. Um, that's exactly the point that I was about to make. If okay. I'm Dr. Mark Keenum, I go down and address my football team on Friday during walkthrough and let them know how important this is, you know. And and you'd say, yeah, the other next game is always the most important one, you know. And and I don't know that all this impacts uh, the game that much either, but you know what, I, if, if state's up late, you got a chance take a shot late i think you probably take it if you're mike leach i mean you know mike would want to do that anyway but uh <laughs> i think I, I think if i'm keenum I, I just i go down there and i'd say you know what mike if you if you can get a hundred go get it right know? so yeah well i think everybody knows well dr keen was the best president they've ever had one two he loves sports and uh i wouldn't be surprised if he walks down there on thursday well, today, anytime between today and Friday and addresses the team uh, that way. Um, so Cadillac Williams, Brian Harson's fired, Steve. Cadillac Williams is the interim. And they, they fired several other coaches yesterday. 
at Auburn. Uh, under yeah. under Harson. Yeah, basically everybody that was connected with him at Boise State. You know, basically all of Whew. those coaches are yeah, and so that's always interesting. And, and let's let's be honest, this Kellogg Williams thing, it's just kind of ceremonial for the fans and kinda of honoring a former player. And you know what, good for good for good for Cadillac, right? I mean yeah, uh, I loved watching him play, great. Steve. Wow. Oh yeah. And I'm looking forward to watching him coach Saturday. Hopefully it's about a you know, fifty point loss. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, but you know, the reality of all this is, you know, Mississippi State was expected to win this game anyway. I think the line jumped from like ten and a half to fourteen like shortly after they announced the firing. But um you know, State's got to take care of business. And that's like I was talking to one of our guys on on, um, on staff earlier. It's like there's been all this stuff that's been, you know, in the conversation here now for four days. We have to play a football game in four days. That's right. You know, and so, you know now, now, you know, all this other stuff, all, this, all the noise has got to quieten because now it's time for Mississippi State to get back on the practice field. You know, Monday's their day off. So today's the practice day. We'll have regular media opportunities this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing to think about, too. It's like last week, a lot of that was canceled because of the, the tragic loss of Sam Westmoreland. You had the funeral and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it's been, uh, I guess that was the week before, but it's been, it's been, they, had, they haven't had the routine that they've had throughout the season. So today it's about, let's get back to what we do. Let's get back on the field, our regular media opportunity stuff, and get ready to go play an important ball game. And I, I don't care who you're playing. Uh, you know, this one makes State Bowl eligible with three games to play. So you get Bowl eligible, then you're kind of jockeying for position. And there's still a lot at stake for this team this year, and, and uh, certainly for Mike Leach. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think Mike is in any way in any jeopardy whatsoever, but you need to be able to take a step forward this year. You need to be able to sure. improve on last year's performance. And so th- and th- this next game is an important part of that. Uh, what about – Dylan Johnson, LaQuinston Sharp, and Jalen Cromedy's availability against Auburn this weekend for MSU. Yeah, we expect Jaden Cromedy to make his 2022 season debut this weekend. Now, how much he plays, how well he plays, that remains to be seen. He's not in football shape. I mean, nobody expects him to be. But, you know, he, he had the wrist injury that happened back during camp. He hadn't been on the field. He has practiced in some respects the last couple of weeks, you know, so we've been kind of getting him back up to speed. We do expect him to be available uh, this weekend. Dylan Johnson is expected to be available. Now, how limited he is kind of remains to be seen. You know, I think it's one of the situations that once he gets that first big hit or, you know, gets a couple of licks on, he'll kind of get in the flow of the game. But we do expect him to be available. I would probably expect Woody Marks to probably be the lead dog in the running game. But mm. I do think Dylan Johnson will be available. And I'm told that Quentin Sharp could have played against Alabama. But the way LaSoya was playing and you had the bye week coming up, it just kind of made sense to rest him. And so that he you know, he could have played, but probably wouldn't have been you know, close to 100%. Well, now he's a lot closer to 100% because he didn't play that game and he's had the bye week to get ready. So we expect State to be pretty close to full strength. I didn't think I'd be saying this. Mike Leach going against Cadillac Williams this Saturday night in Starkville, Mississippi. Um, and You know, Bo, Bo, it sounds like that should be held like at the National Guard Armory or something. You're like, uh, you know, like, like in the old wrestling days, Cadillac Williams versus the Pirate Mike Leach, <laughs> National Guard Armory. Uh, no <laughs> doubt. This is, this is wild. All right. Uh, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show. We appreciate the time, Steve. Thanks, man. Take care. All right, com 247 Sports. Uh, he did not hold back his thoughts on the Sports Illustrated Ross Dellinger article. And he also uh, laid the groundwork and laid it out for you 
uh, the tremendous job that Charlie Winfield has done for the Bulldog Initiative. And really nothing was done the first six or seven months. And and Mississippi State hasn't had a coach come out and 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 funnel his message through the media like Lane did starting at Ole Miss. Lane realized, I think, by about October, November last year, okay, I, I'm not going to be competitive. Yep. And so he let he, he challenged his donors and boosters, and they stepped up. Um, Charlie Winfield then was handed this, like Steve said, to the detriment of his law practice in February-ish, March. And without him, you wouldn't have uh, raised over seven figures uh, in the Bulldog Initiative. Walker Jones was just hired uh, to help Ole Miss with the Grove Collective. Um, I think that uh, Mississippi State slash the Bulldog Initiative uh, would love to identify one or two people to go out as fundraisers for the Bulldog Initiative. Is that Yeah, and I think it's so – I just think the phrase that I took out of that whole conversation that sticks with me is is Steve saying, yeah, well, and and state people said, well, why should 30,000 people give 300 when 300 can give 30,000, right? What a bass-ackwards way to approach NIL and what a misguided, you know, sense of reality for those people who feel that way. There's a reason Georgia – Alabama, all these schools, do they want $100,000 million, $10 million donations? Duh, of course, we all do. But there's a reason they have been able to harness the the horses, so to speak, of their multiple 100,000 alums. And Georgia fans giving $10 a month, 100,000 people over. Yeah. That I know the last matters. time I talked to somebody, that was this was about five months ago. Georgia was at 94,000 members. In their collective, again, so you can do the math. 10 if you're bucks, doing ten minimum, bucks a month, minimum. Um, and obviously, like Blake said, they have other people giving ten, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars. And Ole Miss and Mississippi State have had some people give over fifty k yeah. to the to their collectives and initiatives too. Yeah, this is the new wave, and it will be interesting to see if Mark Keenum makes a hire of someone who can harness the NIL wave and utilize it to the best of its abilities. And get some people out of the way on campus. There you go. Uh, that have- My- Mike Leach said they need to purge. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, if you missed any of our show, go to Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds Show. Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds Show. Also, we would love for you to go to YouTube and search Out of Bounds Sports. That's our YouTube channel. Out of Bounds Sports on YouTube. I would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. And we're also on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show and hit that one too. If you missed any of Mike Dettelier on LSU and Lane Kiffin and some other things, or Steve Robertson on John Cohen going to Auburn and the Bulldog Initiative and how great a job Charlie Winfield's done, go to Apple Podcasts, search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. We'll see you tomorrow.